0: Hello, this is Rita Chukwike and you're welcome to another episode of the Girl Unplugged podcast. In this space, we have mindful conversations that inspire authentic living. Let's get right to it. welcome to this episode of the podcast <laughs> is this even an episode um, I will call this an episode because it's impromptu I didn't plan it and it's the half of the year already yes we're in July and I feel the need to talk about random stuff you know just to air my view on various topics that has been bothering my mind you know then a little bit of life lessons so far and life updates so it's going to be a little all over the place but a girl has a need to let it out and here it is if you're a new listener or subscriber you're welcome to the girl unplugged yes you're welcome this is a space for genuine heartfelt combos yeah we keep it real we have no need to be perfect or appear you know put together in the space So we are just authentic and we share our authentic stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly, with the intention that it inspires you and us sharing them as well to seek ways to be better and live mindful. Yeah, that's what it's all about up in here. Then, if you're a returning subscriber, welcome back welcome back welcome back (laughs) i'm happy you tuned in grab a pen grab a paper a seat or popcorn whichever you choose let's chill okay yeah so i'll start with the year in review First, I'd like to start with my hiking story in January. The first activity I did in the beginning of this year was to hike the Lionhead Mountain in Cape Town. Um, for context, I stay in Cape Town and moved to Cape Town in 2019. Yes, I I'm here to do my internship. So yeah. I hiked the mountain. I hiked the Lion Head Mountain, and for me, it was like I was excited because I've never hiked any mountain before, and it was more of an adrenaline like excitement. You know, I want to take it off my list. I'm going to hike the mountain. You know, I'm gonna post it on social media. You know, all the the shenanigans that come with you know wanting to do this stuff like that but on getting to do it for real like climbing the mountain was tedious it was me facing my demons my fear for heights you know all the things i did not even put into consideration when i opted to climb the mountain i also posted the video on my igtv on the girl who left home account so i i cried i almost gave up halfway because i got to the middle of the mountain and i was like i'm not doing again i'm not climbing anymore i'm afraid i can't i couldn't even look down i couldn't you know steady myself but my friends helped me they encouraged me the people around also encouraged me cheered me on some gave me hand for me to climb on and yeah eventually i got to the top of the mountain and it was so good the feeling was so so good you know it was a mix of Me feeling like I encountered my demons and I overcame, you know. Getting to the top, I began to ask myself, how much of success do I want in my life? Like, how badly do I want it? How, to what extent am I going to go, you know, to keep pushing, to to get to where i want to you know and i also considered a lot of stuff like what if my friends were not there with me to cheer me on what if they didn't cheer me what if they said okay you don't want to go okay let's go back you know i wouldn't have known what it was like to see the city from the top and i would have felt like i feel that something i didn't finish up you know what i started it was just a mix of a lot of things but I was happy with myself I was so proud of myself to have pushed on regardless of how I felt and um, the fear you know pushing through the fear and getting to that place so after this experience and looking back now from when COVID started up until now i am grateful for that activity because it kind of sets my mind for the rest of the year like whatever challenges that have come my way in the past six months i've always referred to my experience climbing that mountain and how it has made me realize that i can push through anything no matter how scary No matter how daunting it can be that yeah i can i I can pull through and you know also the proud feeling i had when i was on top i i always like to relieve that feeling again that moment again in my mind to kind of encourage myself that a time will come when I'll look back at all these challenges, and I'll be proud that I didn't give up. So yeah, (laughs) my start of the year was great. Yeah, like I set the tone for the year, and it's been helping me so far. Yeah, and I would say so far, 2020 has been that year that has stretched me in many ways to do things that I can only imagine and I'm saying this because I know myself to be a dreamer I can be all up in my head thinking things dreaming things you know coming up with wonderful ideas and all that and sometimes I get to start off with some but I don't finish sometimes I don't start at all I keep procrastinating and pushing and you know imposter syndrome and the rest you know we have to blame it on something now you know so yeah imposter syndrome take this one so yeah but this this past months have seen me start a lot of things that have that we are just ideas in my head this podcast being one of it i'm happy that we are 15 episodes strong (laughs) yes and i've grown in scale and i've discovered myself in ways that i didn't know i could you know and starting this podcast for me was like taking a chance on my voice, and I also needed and sought for authentic conversations and living, you know, especially in the social media era, it's so hard to get people that not just talk their truth, but live their truth at the same time, like tell you when it's, where it's pinching them and how they failed and how they are getting around you know and not just the success stories yeah success stories motivate but when i'm in my my deep times my no when i'm in my down times you know how am i supposed to navigate through how am i supposed to relate with another person knowing that yeah you went through this too so i can go through it you know so when i couldn't find some of this i decided to give myself what i'm looking for you know so it was me trying to experiment with myself with my journey and whoever believes in this dream also to share their stories, to inspire, you know, yeah. So, and (laughs) there's also this thing about wanting to have everything in place, have the gadgets, the instruments, the recording, and I even bought a condenser microphone that I up until now, I don't even know, how to go about it to use it i've tried to use it several and it's not picking up and i spent some money on it but i've recorded 15 episodes with my phone in fact actually i'm sitting in my wardrobe closet that is closed a small space i have a blanket on the floor i'm sitting all scrunched up and yeah i'm recording (laughs) i'm recording so i'm also learning that i mustn't have everything that i want in place you know i just have to have the will to do and make use of the things that are available to me you know you know that saying where there's a will there's a way yeah I learned it firsthand with this and I also have a laptop so once I record I try to edit in audacity and voila I upload it also taught me things you know about wanting to taking a chance basically and doing what I have to do at a particular time And if you're a podcaster listening to this, you know that even though gadgets may not be the limiting factor, you also battle with trying to what to say, how to say it so that people don't feel like, who is this one? You know, you know, battling the feelings of wanting to be liked. "Ah, Are you sure they're going to like me? And also... If you're like me, (laughs) that have an accent, I'm Igbo from Nigeria. So you know that most times our English is a bit harsh. Yeah, all these things come to play because you want to have it all together. But I'm learning every day to honor my voice, to do what I have to do and to show up every day. Regardless of what my mind will be telling me that is contrary to what I am supposed to do. Yeah, still on stretching me in many ways. I also wrote a book. Yes, I started writing my book in March. And Last month, I think, no, I think it was in the end of May, or first week of June, I, uh, yes, in June, I submitted the first draft. Finally, <laughs> those were the words of my editor, oh, f- you get to send in this book. You know, I feel proud of myself that I'm able to at least send in the first draft, I've always wanted to be an author and I've thought to myself what it will feel like to write a book. It's been a long yearning in my heart for years, you know, so eventually I had to just stop thinking and wishing it and bring it to life and I said yes, you know. And it was me finally proving to myself that I could do this. That it wasn't just a wish or a dream. The first time I wrote something in my life was in secondary school when I wrote a play, Too Late to Cry. And it was acted at the Sanford Party of a set then in my school. I think I was in SS1 when, yeah when it was acted and even though I would want to refer to that work every time as a validation that uh -uh, Rita you've you've written something that somebody has used before what are you trying to say I found out that I always sought the validation of others of me as a writer you know So, with this particular book, I had to just make a decision that I'm writing this book for me, and I'm using it to validate myself. Yeah, and it's an awesome feeling. And guys, this is also a low-key announcement. So, watch out for my book titled Living Home. It will be coming up next month by God's grace. Yes. I want to use it to commemorate my birthday. So, yes, let's keep our fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. Then I started um, an affirmation challenge with a friend. I started it in May. And, you know, affirmations, you know, when you... People refer to it as the positive words you say to yourself when you're standing in front of a mirror. Some people also use the words from the Bible. If you're a Christian, affirmation is not new to you. However, this challenge I started was... It was an experience for me. I think I was just lying down one day in May and I wasn't happy with the way things were turning in my life. Like I was beginning to think that I leave a lot of things to chance and circumstances, you know. So I needed to have a grip of my realities. So I said to myself, okay. Why not start an affirmation challenge where 30 days you would dedicate 30 days to just saying positive things, you know, creating your own realities, honoring the power that is resident in you and see how it goes and how it turns out, you know, the manifestation and all that. I rang up a friend that i know that she also thinks along these lines she's a positive thinker she's into self development and mindset and yeah i've also featured her on the show she was my first guest G. developing a healthy mindset was her topic on the podcast so i think you should go listen So yeah, we started off and she was like, yeah, I'm game. So we created a WhatsApp group and yep, we started off. And guys, I cannot tell you so far, like I have never felt like a God in my life. Like now, you know, when the Bible says, like if you're a Christian and the Bible says ye are God's and it brings me to the realization that God actually wants us to be partakers in this creation thing like if he was able to create with his words and he breathed into us the breath of the breath of life which means we have that ability to create our our realities you know our circumstances we can change it just by the power of our spoken words and I've also come to realize that it necessarily doesn't have to be biblical like using words from the Bible you know something as simple as I am worthy of love something as simple as I release every negative and toxic thoughts from my mind you know or something as you know yeah so it's an experience that so far I finished thirty the 30 day challenge with my friend and we were like, wow, 30 days went so fast. With all this manifestation, let's do another 60. And this time we're going to just document the whole experience. We started another one, the 60 day challenge. So at the end, we are going to compile our experiences and it's safe to say that it's going to be a second book. You know, so this experience is giving birth to a second book, guys. (laughs) But you see how giving yourself permission to, like, explore and stretch yourself gives birth to a lot of wonderful and amazing things. And so far, this is what this year has taught me. And I I think I owe a lot of this to some healthy habits that I embarked on. One of them being distancing myself from social media. And it has helped me to do a lot of work. I've suffered from the fear of missing out and i've always been on social media in all of them twitter instagram facebook whatsapp okay can you consider whatsapp as a social media platform not really but yeah I've been on all of them and, you know, engaging, looking at other people's contents, feeling depressed, feeling intimidated, feeling like I'm not doing too much, trying to imitate, trying to, you know, a lot of those things. But making the decision to stay off my Instagram account and select people I just visit their pages at a particular time of the day and not go further and not even engage, you know, did a lot of things to me and my mind and my space, you know, and it made me realize that the only thing I am missing out on is my self-development, I mean, there's a time to be on social media and there's a time to do the work, you know, the actual work is not on social media and i couldn't have come to this realization if i didn't you know step aside and spend time with myself you know and i'm not saying that social media is bad however it should we should interact with it in moderation and we should be selective about the things we do and the things we And how we engage there, you know. And also realizing that we have the power to exercise control when necessary, you know, like the first thing you do in the morning being picking up your phone to just check on social media. You know, we have control over these things. And when we decide to like distance from these things and apply control and moderation, we see that. Uh, that fear of missing out should actually be channeled to our self-development. Because posting pictures, writing quotes, you know, those things are not the real work. The real work is you discovering yourself, being with yourself, realizing yourself, you know, birthing ideas and working on them. Then you can have something to show off, you know, if really that is what you want to do. And then what you're showing off will also help someone because it's not just it's 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 an experience, you know, you're sharing an experience that will contribute to the well-being of another person. Yeah. <laughs> um I know I'm beginning to sound all philosophical, but who so yeah, corona stroke. <laughs> Auntie Rona. When I say Auntie Rona, some of my friends would tell me, no, women are not this harsh. Corona is a man or his uncle, he's not Auntie. Anyway, whichever it is, it struck and it came with a lot of disruptions. But thankfully, mm, I've been able to be in a balanced space. But not initially when it happened, you know, when it started, you know, I struggled with trying to adjust to a routine, you know, trying to get my headspace to that place of balance. But I'm thankful that some habits kept me through the period. And, you know, I suddenly discovered a rhythm. I think I mentioned this in one of my episodes and some of these habits are meditation and listening to podcasts guys like there are tons of information in this podcast space that it keeps you engaged it keeps your mind active it keeps you it's inspires you with a lot of ideas and encourages you like there is a podcast for every damn thing on the face of this earth. so even if you are afraid of missing out on the visuals you cannot miss out when it comes to learning discovering you know and even when you can enter a flight to travel out you can also travel through your ears and be in spaces where people are having powerful discussions you know that enlightens and yeah i'm grateful for podcasts in fact they are like my go-to very early in the morning and very late in the night <laughs> It's become a habit. This period also revived my reading habits. And I didn't even know that I could, you know, do well with ebooks. books um, And old school when it comes to books, I like them. Hard copy. I like to underline, highlight. I love to look at my library and feel like I achieved something in life. <laughs> yes i'm not gonna lie so yeah but with ebooks i discovered that it kind of replaced that feeling of you know when you want to detach from your phone okay i can be on my phone but i'm reading an ebook and my my phone is on airplane mode so i don't have interruptions of Messages from either WhatsApp or notifications from Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. My mind kind of feels like, okay, I'm still with my phone, I'm still, you know, doing whatever it is, but it's an ebook. I'm building my mind. And so far, I've been able to read like five books in this past months and it's been awesome it's been awesome i'm someone that likes reading but i always make excuse because i have a lot i'm doing i can't read but i found out that cutting time off from other things I've, i consider important like surfing through the internet you know and trying to also make excuse that i'm learning that while i'm surfing through people's timelines i'm also learning yes but you can't learn so much you know you can't learn what you you would learn in a book in an in an article or a 300 word you know article or rant you know these books go in depth and yeah there we get my point yes i decluttered my phone too and unsubscribe to many emails, guys. Um, I'm a junkie for all this. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Like I didn't know until I started seeing some emails, and I began to wonder why? Why did I? What? What is this person saying? Who is this? Like, uh, being on social media, right? Mm-mm. It takes discipline. It takes self awareness because. If not, you'll just be clicking on anything that you, because you feel like, ah, this person has an information to give me, you click. Whether it's applicable to you or not, it doesn't concern me. But I'm happy I had the chance to declutter and unsubscribe to emails that no longer serve me. And photos, guys. Do you know that I had 3000 plus photos in my phone? What am I doing with 3,000 photos in my phone? What am I doing with it? I had to just transfer it to my laptop, then to my hard drive. And decluttered my phone. Like, I think my phone is also grateful that I'm able to let it breathe. And yeah, our relationship is back to normal. Sweet and swift. Yes, so yeah, this past month has got me all these beautiful and wonderful things and I'm grateful. I never used to be a one day at a time person, but 2020 has taught me that so far (laughs) and I'm loving it because it makes me give each day the attention it requires. And the awareness it requires and the proactiveness it requires, you know. You know this thing about not being certain about tomorrow, you know, and knowing that you don't have control over everything. So your focus is kind of shifted to what you have control over, which is basically having your bath. Writing, reading, eating, (laughs) you know, those things that staying in silence with yourself, taking deep breaths, listening to music, listening to podcasts, you know, yeah, documenting your everyday life, exercising. Yes, I missed that out, guys. I'm exercising too, and it's a good feeling. So yeah, it's been It's been beautiful so far, and yeah, I'm counting my little blessings one by one. Now, onto the random stuff, I'm done with reviewing the month, and I've given you guys some life updates and yeah, random stuffs. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know where to start because I think my emotions are a bit all over the place. But I think I will have to find a way around it. Yeah. And this random stuff has something to do with social media. I've noticed a trend of how people no longer have independent thoughts. You know, an original opinion on social media. I sense a lot of clicking things happening and a lot of people pushing their agendas in such a way that makes people question and doubt their own voices. And I've seen it play out in so many ways with our so-called social media influencers. Like people expect them to have an opinion on everything. People are looking at to them for what they think about a matter before they too can have their opinion about a matter. And I think it's dangerous because it makes us not live authentic lives. It makes us not have a say as a person. You know, it makes us throw away our thinking faculty like shut it down and depend on another person and that is so risky because it means that without what someone else thinks you can't think for yourself you can't even rationalize on a particular issue or you need to go on with a popular opinion because yes the person is an influencer and the person is saying it and this has come up in so many contexts contexts But a particular context that I I find worrying has to do with the rape uprising, especially on Twitter, and the rape allegations popping up online in Nigeria. And it gives me chills, chills that are not necessarily from the action itself, which is partly it, but Also, the recent twist in the dynamics of the rape cases we see lately, you know, and I'm saying this and I have no interest to sound politically correct. I'm just airing my views and what I suspect that may be the implication of our actions if we don't take time. I've had conversations with a couple of friends, and I'm going to refer to that, you know, conversation here to further drive home my point. I had a conversation with a friend, and she mentioned that the issue of rape now in Nigeria and the way a lot of things are turning out to look if the rape doesn't involve a minor, that she is skeptical about how she approaches the issue. Because between two adults, the lines are often blurred. And we seem to miss the points. In terms of us, us now as women also having a responsibility to ensure that rape doesn't happen. And for me, it opened it opened up a view that I think we as a people, we as a gender, we as a sex, and we as feminists need to magnify when we are fighting rape, and also consider the responsibility and part we play in rape. I will never be a rape apologist, I have also been a survivor of rape, so I understand what it feels like. And I know what I'm saying now may ruffle some feathers, but hey, girl's got to say what she's got to say. Okay? So, when we look at silence not being consent. Agreed. If I keep quiet, it doesn't mean consent, right? But staying silent also doesn't mean no. So, I think while we are pushing a particular messaging, we should make it balanced. If I say that silence isn't consent, silence also isn't no. So we need to draw that line and make that line conspicuous and visible. You know, also bringing sentiments into the issue may not be in our best interest. We found cases where women, you know, consider other people's feelings beside their own. We are quick to compromise, you know. There are some situations we know that this one will resort to something that we may not be able to control. Why do we go ahead and give a benefit of a doubt so easily? why don't we sit down and consider a lot of implications of our actions? Why do we trust people so much so that we let them into our space in the first place? And when we do, why do we consider their feelings? Why do women lead men on, you know, When they know they have no true intention towards this person. Why do we flirt and have dirty talks with someone we know that on a normal day, we can't have anything to do with this person. But we still go on and decide to play. Let's play. You know, you can't play with fire and expect it not to burn. I think we also have a responsibility to think critically. I'm not even talking about rape when it happens suddenly. I'm talking from a point where we need to also be thinking steps ahead, considering the environment we live in. I mean, imagine a society where people think that taking you out to maybe buy you suya and a bottle of drinks entitles them to your body you understand when you live in a society you know some men are moving mad with the way they think is it not safe that we don't encourage or give off any sign that would encourage them to think that they need to do anything you know before it gets to a place of rape what are the steps we took to avoid it now it changes from being a responsive action to a preventive action when it comes to us being adults and the way we handle some of these things it becomes questionable. We need to like let our act be according to our words. If our no means no, let's act accordingly. You know that you okay. Okay. Let me just let me bring it to a scenario. So, let's say two consenting adults, right, are in a room and they are, there's a mood, okay? And you guys start kissing. And after kissing, you guys had a nice time. Even while you were kissing, you were feeling the passion. Him too was feeling the passion, but... In your mind, you're asking yourself, really, girl, are you doing this? Are you sure? But you are still going ahead to do it, okay? Then the next day, you remember that act of kissing and you feel bad about it. And you're like, wow, girl, you really did this. Now, what for you? You don't fall and you don't do that. Now, you begin to act in that feeling and start raising a false alarm. And start shouting, ah, he kissed me without my consent. Because you feel bad about the, the situation. I'm afraid that does not count. You know, because you now feel awkward about a situation that you reciprocated at a particular point in time. What happened to you getting up to leave when you started feeling like that? What happened to not taking the offer of a glass of wine when you know that when you take alcohol, your body starts doing you somehow to do something or your guard is down? What happened to walking a man out of your room and saying, leave my house or I'll call the security or you start screaming, you know? So, I think uh, we also need to own up to some of this responsibility and parts we have to play to avoid it getting to that point of rape because what this thing does is that it makes it difficult for when a real issue of rape comes up and we need to tackle it squarely it makes room for loopholes you know it makes room for doubt. Already, we we have people that doubt our stories, even when they are genuine. Not to talk of when people feel the need to spite another person because they no longer are comfortable with that person. Or they feel bad about what they consented to initially. Or they feel like their stories will drag someone down. You know, these are the feelers I get sometimes when we, and the way we approach some of these issues that I feel like, Even our feminism and our feminists, when they try to throw their weight on these issues, you know, it seems like we are beginning to have double standards. What a woman would do and go scot-free, a man would do and be dragged. Dragged like dragged. But when a woman does it... So for me, I feel like we need to have a standard that is unwavering, that is clear and that is also not impartial to the other gender. Because what we are looking at here is being careful not to raise a generation of lying and women that cannot be held by their words, women that are manipulative. Because we are further widening the gap instead of closing it. Both genders should thrive together, progressively. You know, so that's, that's what I really feel about some of these issues. And even when we talk of feminists, now that I've raised it up, I feel like some of our feminists come from a place of pain, pain that they need to heal from, you know. Advocating for women's rights shouldn't be from a place of bile, you know. Should men be cautious and thoughtful when dealing with women? Yes. But should we use any means possible or available to bring them to that place? I don't think so. We shouldn't throw away rational thinking and approach issues with sentiments. It's not a war of the two sexes. Men are not our enemies. You know, so I I think a lot of things need to come in balance. You know, in terms of how we push our agendas, fight for our rights and equity. Oh, that was a lot to get out of me. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's a bit all over the place, but I'm guessing you would. You would get you would get something out of this. Yeah, I have no interest to be politically correct I'm just airing my view so am I optimistic about the rest of the year yes you know I saw something on Twitter this morning uh, someone said that she feels like the hard part of the year the worst part of the year is gone and now we are about to enter The pleasant part, and I feel that way too. I feel strongly about that way too. I feel like we've endured the worst that this year has got to give, and it's time to be open to the pleasant stuff. Yeah, I didn't stop planning, even though Corona is here. COVID-19 is here. I didn't stop planning. I still have my plans for the rest of the year, things I still want to do, things I want to consolidate and all that. But yes, and I'll keep hope alive, basically. The month is themed the month of abundance. And... By that, I'm going to make room for abundance, create abundance, and just keep living one day at a time. No hassle, just taking it a day at a time with the grace of God upon me. Yes, I think this is a safe place to end this episode or whatever it is <laughs> i'm also open to listen and hear from you about your plans your thoughts your review of how your month has been yes we can chat send me a dm on instagram at the girl who left home or a mail to ritachuhiki at at gmail.com if you found this helpful share with a friend subscribe to listen to more amazing stuff and until the next episode continue to be you till 4